Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. The fans standing here at FLA Live Arena. Trevor Van Riemsdyk is just going to pull in behind Darcy Kemper. Stop there. And that is where the game's going to come to a conclusion. The Capitals fall again here in the Sunshine States. Final score, Panthers 5 and the Capitals 2. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals tripped up by the Panthers in Sunrise. Post-game reaction from Dylan Strome and Trevor Van Riemsdyk and Joe Beninati joins me today as the team prepares to take on St. Louis. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, November 16th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. In Peter Laviolette's return behind the bench after missing two games in COVID protocol, the Capitals started slow, battled hard, struggled on the power play, got a season high in shots, but ultimately lost 5-2 to two to the Florida Panthers last night in Sunrise. The first period was another rough road frame for Washington, although much better than the four goals they allowed in Tampa on Sunday night. Alexander Barkov scored the only goal of the period, staking the Panthers to a 1-0 lead after one. But the Capitals were pretty fortunate to be in that position because they allowed 21 first-period shots on goal against Darcy Kemper, while Washington had just eight against Sergei Bobrovsky. In the second, the Capitals started to turn the tide, getting a goal from Dylan Strom, but the Panthers picked up a power play goal from Sam Reinhart. It was 2-1 Florida after 40 minutes. Washington was dominant in the final period. They got a goal from John Carlson. They finished the game with a season-high 42 shots after firing also a season-high 21 in a single period. But timely goals from Nick Cousins and Carter Verhage, followed by an empty net goal from Verhage at the end, sealed their fate. Final score, Florida 5 and Washington 2. After the game, Strom liked to compete at the end, but not the start. In the last two periods, we played a lot better than the first. I think we had our chances to score. A couple bad breaks and puckets up in the back of our net. And in the kind of rut we're in right now, it's kind of the way it's been going. So, got to find a way to snap out of it and start getting some wins. Trevor Van Riemsdyk knows the Capitals can right the ship, but knows, too, that this was a frustrating finish. Not a good start, like you said. Didn't do the things uh, we knew we did. They did exactly what they thought. They were going to do. They were going to play fast, put a ton of pucks towards the net. We were lucky uh, Kemper kept us in it in the first, and then I thought we came on strong. And in that third period, we had a couple great looks to tie that game up, and it becomes a different ball game. But uh, those are the bounces. But you can't play only 40 minutes and expect to win. How did you guys generate so much in the third period? You were just coming in waves that entire period. Yeah, I think uh, we did the things that make us successful. We checked pucks in and uh, got after it on the forecheck. We got a lot of big bodies that can move, that can uh, create turnovers. So it was uh, just as simple as that. And obviously they were probably playing a little different with the lead, maybe a little more conservative, and we try to take advantage of that. And uh, unfortunately, we just couldn't push that uh, tire across the line. So now there's one game to go on this current three-game road swing as we wake up here in downtown St. Louis this morning. Caps and Blues ready to get at it tomorrow at Enterprise Center. And happy to have back with us this morning, 
Joe Beninati from NBC Sports Washington, where we chat about the need to hang on during these next 30 days, during a pretty grueling stretch that'll mostly be away from home. The Blues were struggling, but now they're surging. Winners of three in a row as they play tonight in Chicago before returning home to face the Caps and a whole lot more. Well, it's a road trip continuing here. St. Louis up next and Joe Beninati joining us here. I've been saying for the last couple of days, and I'm just curious on your thoughts, I kind of see this stretch between now and December 15th as kind of being a season-defining stretch because you don't have Tom Wilson back. You're still trying to get healthy, and all the while you have this ungodly road swing where you've got the three this week, you go home for a week, and then you're out for the next two. All the while you're trying to claw your way back to the top eight. I feel like if they stay close to the top eight, they're going to be in good shape, but that's going to be easier said than done. Last time we sat down and had a chat like this, I believe the conversation starter was exactly the same. It's been that kind of way for a while, and it's not softening up. It's not going to get any easier. In fact, it's going to get harder with respect to being on the road. And I know that in the last couple of seasons, the last two full regular seasons, there haven't been very many teams any better than Washington on the road with success to winning points. And I sure hope that that will continue. But this team's going to have to do it against stiff competition, night after night after other night, and it doesn't get any softer and any easier. And I know that we've been saying this for quite a while, but I do believe in your theory that you better hang around the top eight for as long as you can in this instance, because if there's any sort of slippage, if there's any sort of great deficit, it's going to be hard to make up in that second half of the season. I can't believe that we're roaring towards the quarter mark of the year already, but that's, I think, part and parcel to what we've encountered in the first month of the season. I'm not sitting here and blaming all the schedule and blaming all the injuries, but this has not been easy by any stretch, and I've said this now three times in the first two minutes of our interview, it's not getting any easier. It's not getting any easier in large part because of the injuries. I mean, no Dmitry Orlov, no TJ Oshie. I mean, you've been missing big pieces. You finally get John Carlson back on the power play kind of been sputtering here a little bit too. Getting everybody and all the pieces back and everybody in their right spots. You even go out and get Nicholas Abbe-Cubelli, you end up losing him for this trip. I'm hoping and I'm guessing and I think when I read through a stat sheet or a, a standings board, you don't have that real breakaway threat uh, with respect to a team just blowing you out in the Metro. Uh, I don't foresee the Devils staying at that pace. I really like the Devils in the offseason. I think we spoke about this when people were handicapping the Metro and they had the Devils automatically in 7th and 8th and I'm like, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. And they've had a really nice first quarter and for their sake I hope it continues. But the Metro is so close and so competitive, I I don't believe there's going to be a breakaway where, if you think about back to last season, everybody would have said, gosh, the East is sewn up by Christmas. You would have known the eight teams that are going to be in the playoffs around Christmas time. That I don't think is going to be the case this year. You know, we just saw a Florida team that went crazy last year and had 122 points. Florida's not going to go there this year. I see the Eastern eight being pretty compact. So that's where we're getting at the point of, hey, don't lose touch. As long as you don't go into one of these spells where you lose 9 of 10, God forbid, or something along those lines, I think you can stay within reason and within touch of that top eight. And then, obviously, the second half becomes a real step-on-the-gas moment and see how far you can climb. Spent a lot of time talking about in the last few weeks about the need for five-on-five goals, and we've started to see a little bit of a turnaround with that, with Cotter Sherry getting 
A couple of goals been going back to the game Friday against Tampa Bay. I like seeing Alexei Protus coming up with a goal Friday. The Friday game at home before coming on the road trip, I thought might have been this team's best effort of the year. I think that's what made it so disappointing when they turned around and went to Tampa Bay that they fell as flat as they did. Did the team read its press clippings? Because everybody was saying that, right? Gosh, you look so good. Manhandled a really good Tampa Bay team for whatever reason they have. Usually they have good success against Vasilevsky, who's a world beater against everybody else. I I think maybe the guys got a little full of themselves there and that clunker on national television in Tampa wasn't any fun for anybody to watch. So there's another learning, teachable, coachable lesson right there for for Kevin McCarthy, for Peter Laviolette when he returns, for all the staff. They can lean on that. Hey, guys, you know, don't get full of yourselves. This, again, I I just believe that there isn't a a dominant team just yet and that anybody on any given night, I know that's cliche, but for Washington, you can't just sit there and go, oh, we've got it made. We we took down Tampa. We're we're all working be comfortable. There's no comfort factor, I don't think, in this schedule whatsoever. And especially with what looms as we near and approach Thanksgiving and beyond and that monstrous trip that's coming, you can't be comfortable. You can't relax. And that means you can't rely upon your special teams game. This is getting around to the question of you, the line of your questioning. You've got to be better five on five. I'm happy with the uptick that I've seen. I hope it will continue. And then you can mesh the two of them together. When you do that, that's when the Capitals are the Capitals and, and they're going to climb in the standings. But you can't have one clicking and the other failing. So St. Louis up next, the end of this particular part of the road swing. If the Blues were the stock market, they were down pretty heavy at the beginning of the year, and then lo and behold, now they're up ticking. Winners of three in a row. They beat the defending champs on Monday. Jordan Bennington seems to be playing better. And you know what? Like When I looked at that team and when they were struggling and they were saying, oh, maybe this is it for Craig Berube and all of that, that roster's pretty good. Like This team they're going to see is pretty good. Personnel-wise, you love the depth of their forward group. They've given their young players time to develop, and those players are now flourishing, or at least we saw them flicker and flourish a season ago, and you anticipated the Thomases and the Kairos would continue to do well. And, and I really like their makeup. I loved the goalie tandem when they had both Husso and Bennington, and I know that Jordan can be erratic, maybe inconsistent, but when he's on, he's tough as nails. He's got a Stanley Cup championship pedigree. That building is rough on the opposition. I just, I get a great sense that, you know, we often refer to, I think, Nashville as the Coliseum, right? Where the fans are just on, I get the same sense from St. Louis fans that they are so incredibly passionate. And when their team is playing well, they're full throat. And for whatever reason, that building, it just feels like they're crushing you. The fans, that is. And and it just makes for a hostile environment in the true definition So that game looms as an awfully tough one when you were sitting there a week ago saying, my God, they can't throw it in the ocean. St. Louis can't score. This is the tonic you need if you're having troubles under the goals against the average standpoint. And then all of a sudden, they found their scoring touch. They beat a very, very talented Colorado team that looms as well for Washington. Ugh, this schedule is amazing, Johnny. And you got to hang in there if you're the Caps. You've got to find a way to break even or a little bit above to just keep up with the Joneses. All right, last thought on the power play 
just an unbelievable effort, best you've seen since they hung the banner back in 2018 against Edmonton when they scored four times, but haven't been able to score since then. You'd like to see the power play start to get going here. It seems like it's been, if it's not one thing, it's another, where you had the five-on-five goals weren't there and the power play was doing pretty good. Now the five-on-five goals have gotten better, the power play has dried up a little bit. It's been kind of a tough thing to deal with in trying to look for the offense here. So we're remembering back to Edmonton, right, with the four power play goals and the to me if, if memory serves it wasn't all of these laser-like passes through seams and back to our tap-ins it was hunger and it was sure there's a mix-in of the grade eight from where he executes best but I think again when it comes down to the power play finding these lulls it's just a matter of simplifying for me go back to square one and square one I want it for to start with John Carlson or Eric Gustafson shooting the puck from the top. Keep everybody honest from the top. That'll open things up for you down low where you really love to make plays. And I know, gosh, we're going to say this for as long as they're out, and this could be for a while. You're missing that right-handed inside guy. You're missing the Oshie. You're missing the Wilson inside. But still, they found a way to manage and create some things from below the goal line to that bumper spot with some rotation of Strom or Kuznetsov or Johansson, Mantha. You're going to find a way to do that. But still, I want to see, now that Carlson seems to be back to snuff. I want to see John be more of a threat to shoot. When he is, I think the Caps power play is better. Hope you enjoyed Joe B's perspective here this morning as the team looks to finish the road trip strong here in Missouri tomorrow night. It's the Caps and the St. Louis Blues tomorrow at 8 Eastern, 7.45 air on 106.7 A Fan and Caps Radio 24-7. Heard at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.